Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. I am Bart Winkler. David Shepard's here, Marco on the updates, and always welcoming in you, the listener, the caller, the social media engager. A couple of different things we're talking about tonight, per usual, NFL, whether your team's in it or not. Thought we might have some Jim Harbaugh news today. Uh, looks like they are... They being Harbaugh and the Chargers getting closer to a deal, but nothing concrete there. The uh, coaching news that is top of radar is the Bucks dismissed Adrian Griffin, a big deal because he's a rookie head coach that had a 31 and 13 record. And the Bucks decided to fire him. Uh, apparently, they're going to hire Doc Rivers. That seems to be where it was trending. TNT's broadcast. They have two games on tonight on the uh, NBA doubleheader, and they said that, according to CNN Sports, um, Doc Rivers is the new head coach, but nobody else confirmed it. A.J. Perez of Front Office Sports is now saying the report that the Bucks are hiring Doc Rivers did indeed come from CNN and was fully vetted by the network before they gave it to TNT on why the news wasn't on CNN's website or any of the network's social channels, the sources said that it was likely due to CNN's coverage of the GOP primary in New Hampshire. How many people you got working there? Just just <laughs> make a tweet. I don't know what's going on. And so that's why this story uh, is, is still being discussed, because um, it's absurd. This is, this is absurd. 855-212-4227. Talk about that. Talk some football. Talk with you guys. James is in Atlanta. What's up, James? Hey, how you doing today? Hey, man. Hey, this is first-time caller. I love listening to your show. I'm down here in Atlanta, and I am uh, against all Atlanta teams. I'm originally from Detroit. And um, by me listening to, you know, all these sport talk shows and all of that, they act like, the Detroit Lions is going to go to San Francisco and just lay down and just let the 49ers just run all over them. But, you know, in my opinion, they're sadly mistaken because I see this team, they're very hungry, man. And uh, what the Green Bay Packers did to them last week in the running game, 
I see that two-headed running monster having 220 yards on the San Francisco 49ers. I, I, I honestly see a blowout. I, I really do. A Detroit blowout. Yes, a Detroit Ooh. blowout. Because uh, pretty, hey, listen here. I'm not a I'm not a Packer fan, but I can tell you what. Um, it was it was a, a interception, a pick six that was matter of fact, it was two interceptions that was dropped. And if those guys catch those balls, it's what what are we talking about here? Brock Purdy is is he's a seventh round draft pick. He is not a good quarterback. He's a game manager. And 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 everybody's like, oh, uh, the Lions should be scared of Debo. I want them to play. I want I want to play the best. So when they go out there and beat the best, we don't have to hear none of this, you know. Yeah, I think. Hey, uh, if if the ball gets thrown to the defensive backs, catch it. That'll be a good way to beat the Niners. You're right about that, and that's a good point. See, I've been looking at this from the Niners' point of view that. You know, I think they know that they kind of got away with one that they probably should have lost that game a couple of different times. But the way that Aaron Jones ran all over San Francisco, Detroit's got kind of two guys that can do that. I mean, you got yeah. Jameer Gibbs, you got David Montgomery. So that is certainly a way to exploit. I think St. Brown should have a nice day too. And uh, I guess Zach Ertz is on your team now. So good luck. Yes. And, you know, I, I, I look at it like, you know, you listen to all the sport talk shows. Oh, Brock Purdy is this. Brock Purdy is that. It's like, come on. You know what, though? It's just the playoffs. Hey, um, matchups get exploited and weaknesses get exploited. So I look at Brock Purdy. Hey, you pressure this guy, he's going to fold. He's going to fold. And next year, they'll be looking for a quarterback. I mean, I get Mike Shanahan supposed to be the quarterback guru or whisperer, whatever you want to call him. But, eh, you know, I, I see it like this. Playoffs, hey, guys are coming to play. You got guys on that on the Lions team that has never been there. It's only uh, Golf and C.J. Gardner. They're the only two that's been there. And those guys are hungry. And the, uh, the X factor of the game is James Houston coming off that end. They're going to activate that guy. And once he gets activated, I, I, I feel sorry for him coming off that edge on the other side of uh, Aiden Hutchinson. It's going to be something. Well, enjoy the game. Hope it goes better for you than it did for my Packers last weekend. I was rooting for him because I wanted three playoff games at yeah. home. I'm, 50, I'm 53 years old, and I've been waiting for this for a long time. And, and I live here in Atlanta and their sport talk shows, it sucks, man. Everything is the Falcons no. this, the Falcons that. I, I, I'm so, so sick of it, man. It, they're never going nowhere. So <laughs> it is what it is. Hey, you have a good night, man. Thanks for taking my call. All right, that's James in Atlanta. Wants a little more Detroit love from you guys down there. You got to help him out here and not just uh, decide that this game is over. But Shanahan's, you know, he was there in Atlanta. So they've got a connection to him. Let's talk to Billy Ray. He's in Oceanside. Hey, Billy Ray. Billy Ray. Billy Ray. Going once, Billy Ray. Rick is in Toronto. I know Rick's there. 
Uh, thank you for taking my call again, Bart Winkler. I'm going to talk about a lot of things. You, you want me to talk about the WWE new contract with Netflix? Well, I'll try to do that as well. Okay, first of all, yesterday you talked about the Can- Canadian Premier Soccer League. There's a team yeah. in Halifax. Um, the, for 40 years, the Atlanta Schooners were trying to be the 10th team in the Canadian Football League. never came. Uh, we need a stadium the size of, say, Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium or UB Buffalo Stadium, about 23,000 seats or more. That's, please, in North America or all around the world, please build them a stadium in Atlantic Canada, anywhere, so they can have the 10th team and the CFL can be a real league for once and have their 18 games because they're 19 weeks, not 21. Okay, second thing. Adrian yeah. Griffin, he was a former Toronto Raptors assistant coach. You mentioned former head coach Nick Nurse in Toronto. I'm sorry what happened in Milwaukee, what happened there, because um, uh, you, you coach now uh, Joe Prunty as a head coach of the uh, – Well, he'll be the coach for another three hours, but, yeah, okay, they're, like they're going to hire okay. Doc Rivers. I'm yeah. sorry what happened. Uh, I, I, we we have a coach like Darko Rakovic who's there. I, I don't know what happened. We're not doing too well anymore. Maybe Adrian should have stayed and be the head coach well, of the Raptors. Well, and the Raptors traded everyone away. I know. I still, we have to because we're broke, basically. Rogers and Bell Media need the money. That's why. Uh, also, I, uh, I believe Kansas City is going to uh, be in the uh, – uh, was going to win the AFC because basically Sherry Redstone was, has a financial issue and he wants Taylor Swift to get the money for them to help CBS Paramount Global to do better this time. And also I want to talk about Netflix uh, getting the WWE uh, for t- 10 years. Um, uh, I know uh, Comcast, uh, I think they're, um, the, the Fox contract is ending and I think Comcast is going to get WWE SmackDown and they're going to get raw for Netflix because it's only one issue for them. You know, uh, I, Tony Khan for AEW and um, Nick Khan for WWE, they're competing against each other. Uh, there's no, you got TN and uh, we have uh, Total non Action Wrestling in Canada because they're owned by Anthem, based out of Toronto. And a nickname is yeah, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, yeah, he's just he's, he's right out there. He's got to start over yeah. again. Uh, as Maybe. you know, the National Wrestling Alliance is owned by William Patrick Corrigan because uh, the former champions were Adam Pierce and uh, Nick uh, Aldis, who's the. Uh, you're the a little of, in the you're a little in the weeds for the average fan here. I know hardcore countries. Uh, Ricky James's uh, husband Nick Aldis is there, so. Uh, hopefully, uh, I'm sure it's going to happen to all the people who have to watch Netflix now in the future to watch uh, WWE. Maybe you should watch Impact Wrestling or AEW or, or the NWA or uh, Major League Wrestling or something like that. Okay, thank you very much for time. Or all Japan Pro Wrestling as well. Okay, thank you very much for your time, uh, Bart. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye now. Yeah, there's a lot of wrestling out there, Rick, if somebody wants to watch it. There, there's almost too much wrestling. You can watch it every night if you want. Um, NXT was on earlier tonight, so it's all over the place, as just like this show has become. Rich is in Detroit. Let's talk to Rich. What's going on? What's up, man? Detroit Lions uh, playing with house money. Um, already have uh, it superseded all expectations uh, with a team that is um, just naturally going to be better next year than it is this year, but we here now. So, uh, Man, that, city, that city's got to be, it's got to be like a vibe that the city, that, I mean, it's gotta be, it's gotta be bonkers right now. 
It is. It is right now. Whole city is just happy, feeling good, and uh, and just waiting to see uh, how far these boys can go. It's no reason. I mean, if San Francisco is going to play us like they played Green Bay, they ain't going to make it. But I also wanted to bring something else to your attention um, about the Joker, Nikola Jokic. Sure. Um, outstanding player. Um, a, a, a great player. Triple-double again tonight. Last year, um, as the Denver was making their playoff run, every sports media guy and gal um, decided to crown the Joker uh, one of the greatest players of all time and probably the greatest center of all time. And um, I, 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 I had had a problem with that. And I called up as many of you guys as I could to say, wait a minute, because Joker in his one-on-one matches in his current career always gets beat by Giannis, and he always gets manhandled by Joel Embiid. Both those guys, neither one of them was able to get far in the playoffs last year. But now that they're both back, Joker is still getting manhandled by Joel Embiid, and he's still getting manhandled in the one-on-ones by Giannis. Watch him and watch the one-on-ones, and you'll see what I'm saying. You can't be the best ever if you're still like the third best big man at your current time playing. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, thanks for the call, well, can man. I, can Enjoy. I answer Rich? Yeah, can yeah, I answer Rich yeah, quickly? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Rich, Rich, stay with me on this, all right? I think you, you remember, Shep, I yeah. was making these calls Okay, Rich, year. stay with me on this. Now, I hear, now, Bart, you know, obviously you know what Giannis is. He's greatness personified. We understand he won a 2021 title. But with that being said, Rich. Guys, he, coach fired today. Right, there you go. And he's, that's happened twice now. <laughs> he, has, wow. he, he won an NBA championship with two other All-Stars, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Joel Embiid. I know, oh, I, but you got nobody thinks they're All-Stars. Bart, they're both, they're both multiple-time All-Stars. They're both yeah, multiple-time but... All-Stars. And they're yeah, both, but nobody and they're both really still, wanted to and, be all And Chris Middleton, you know, you wait, 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 really wait, 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 I'm not saying Chris Middleton is an all-world forward, but Chris Middleton, when he was winning championships, was one of the Giannis Antetokounmpo. First of all, we all know Chris Middleton in that Nets Game 7 hit the biggest shot of their season. We all know Chris Middleton's heroics in Game 6 without Giannis against Atlanta got them to the 2021 NBA Finals. So let's not let's not poo-poo Chris Middleton here. I'm not saying Chris Middleton's all-time great, but he is certainly, at least at the time, was an all-star caliber player, as was Drew Holiday. You guys know that. Secondly, I understand Ben Simmons sucks, and I understand James Harden disappears <laughs> in the playoffs, but Joel Embiid did have himself some help in Philly. He has yet... In his 10-year NBA career, now I know he sat out the first two, so let's go eight. In his eight-year NBA career, he has not advanced to a single conference finals game. Now, Nikola Jokic, I understand he may not be as quick as Joel and Giannis, certainly not as quick as Giannis. He's certainly not the defender that both those guys are, especially Giannis. But you cannot take away from the all-time greatest performance by a center in the playoffs, because stay with me here, Rich, the only player ever in the history of the postseason to lead his team in points, rebounds, and assists, but not just his team, everybody in the playoffs, everybody, not to mention he won an NBA championship with the Denver Nuggets with not one single rotational player. Remember, DeAndre Jordan got some garbage time and hadn't made an all-star team in seven years. He had never played with an all-star on that entire championship run. Not to mention the fact that when you look at his record, 
compared to when he's on the floor, when he's off the floor, they are the winningest team in the NBA. When he was not on the floor last year, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. Joel Embiid's team, now I know this is like a John Morant stat, but Joel Embiid's team, when he was not on the floor, the Philadelphia 76ers were actually better. I understand Jokic is not as appealing and he's not as great on the eye test as Giannis and Joel Embiid is, but you cannot take away from his regular season career. He stands a hair above Giannis just because of the degree of difficulty for him winning his NBA championship compared to Giannis because Jokic was the best player in every single game when it wasn't always the case for Giannis in that 2021 run. And you can't compare a guy in Joel Embiid who hasn't even yet to play in a conference final. Now, he's not Wilt, he's not Shaq, he's not Bill Russell, he's not Kareem, he's not Moses, but he is the sixth greatest center to ever on play. One, when they play one-on-one, though, my point is, if you if, if we pull up 20 games, um, or if they play 20 times, um, you're going to look at the numbers, and, and, and in the games, right. they go one-on-one, and they offend, and they defend each other. Embiid is all. Embiid's gonna beat him eighteen out of twenty, and Giannis is gonna beat him sixteen. Rich, out of 20. Rich, if you, That's Rich, 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 you you know the history of this game. If you put Larry Bird on Dominique Wilkins, Larry Bird would not be able to take Dominique Wilkins one time out of a hundred. You and I both know that. Unfortunately, Larry Bird, whether we like it or not, was a better team player than Dominique Wilkins ever was. Fair or unfair? I understand he had the great front line. He had Bill Walton as a six-man. He did, he did. But you and I both know there is no one in the history that has ever covered this game, followed this game, watched this game, that would tell you Dominique Wilkins had the better career than Larry Bird, even though we all know, including, Bart knows this too, we all know this, Dominique Wilkins would have busted his ass if they played one-on-one. Right, right. That's true. All true. All right. Are Are we all in agreement? Hey, I got Chef going, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like I the Nikola Jokic slander. I just don't. I, I don't like crowning people. Um, it's early. Uh, the industry loves it, but I don't like crowning people. I early would just like that. I'd like to see Jokic. I'd like to see him against Embiid in a seven-game series or against Giannis. That's great. But by the way, I want to That's apologize. I would love it too. And, yeah, and, and yeah. I think instead of him, um, he's always killing the Townses and the. And, uh, you know, that dude, uh, uh, DeAndre, you know, whatever. Like, he kills those. Well, everyone kills DeAndre Ayton. Everyone kills DeAndre I want to see him do that. Right. Uh, Yeah, Ayton. Right. I want to see him do what he does to Towns and Ayton. I want to see him have those games when they play Philly and Milwaukee. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Instead of him going out there and having a, yeah, decent game, but he never has those all-time great games when he plays those dudes. And you're not going to get – I'm not giving you that type of uh, credit until you do it again. By, by the way, the Barton Rich, I want, uh, I want to apologize. Uh, Jokic is not the sixth grader center of all time. Um, Elijah, I take Elijah Wan before I take Jokic at this point, and I've never seen him play, but just based on highlights and literature, you obviously have to take George Mikan before you take Nikola Jokic. Jokic is the eighth best center to ever live at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, he, right. better, he better prove it against. The two best centers of the game today. That's what he bet. Giannis isn't even a support. No one considers Giannis. No one considers Giannis a center. Everyone knows George Lopez is a center. Right. I'm gonna say goodbye to Rich. Rich, thanks for the call. Okay, take care. Thank you. We'll talk. I think where I was uh, pointing at you, Shep, was I have been somebody who has been clamoring for other bucks besides Giannis to be respected and to be all-stars, and they make the game, and everyone, like, laughs at them and says they don't. And so now to hear 
an argument using them as all stars against Giannis. <laughs> it's like okay, now nah, we were just we're just adjusting what we want all right. with these guys based on what the argument is. Well, if we really want to be technical about it, Jeff Teague, who obviously is no longer in the league, but was part of that 2021 Bucks title run, he was certainly an all star at one point. As is Brooke Lopez, who is playing close to all star caliber, by the way. Yeah, the Bucks had a good team. Yeah, yeah, they had a really good team. Yeah, yeah, they won a title because of that. I, I still wish they held on to Drew Bart. I, I really do, man. He, he should have retired a buck. They are better this way. I know that nobody thinks that. Yeah. Everybody's forgetting that they're thirty-one and thirteen because they just fired their coach today. I know. Um, we're still looking for some confirmation. What the hell's going on? Eight five five two one two four CBS. More from you guys. Who else wants to step up and play? Get Shep riled up about history. Be the next contestant, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, I am Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. David Shepard is here. Marco coming up on the update. Uh, I saw a report that CNN Sports said that Doc Rivers is going to be the next head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. No one else has confirmed it. People have reached out to CNN. They are standing by it. The last tweet that I have from Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN is actually something Entirely different. Portland is filing a protest with the league tonight. They lost 111-109 to to Oklahoma City on the road, and they had a 109-108 lead. And there was a double dribble that was called, but Portland says Chauncey Billup was clearly calling a timeout, and the official either didn't see it or ignored it. He was assessed two techs. He got ejected. Uh, So they are protesting the result. I think that this is just a formality. I don't think, like... If you're an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, you have to worry about the loss. If you start doing this, if you start taking wins away after you review, you can't. You got to settle the result on the court. There were like reports of this happening in different high school tournaments somewhere. It's like, no, no, no. You got to, when you leave the gym, that's the result. If you didn't like it, you can't just overturn it by looking at it the next day. Portland, by the way, is tanking. I mean, basically. So this is, they're going through the motions here and challenging it, but something interesting. Out of the NBA here tonight. Uh, 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. Uh, Tony's in Massachusetts. What's up with you, Tony? Hey, what's up? Uh, hey. Chef, I, I caught the end of his list, but I was like, I didn't hear David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Alonzo Mourning, Patrick Ewing, uh, Matembe. Tombo, I, I didn't hear none of those names and none of those sinners. And like that guy was saying, uh, Yoke is just good, man. He he reminds me like a big Larry Bird. He can't jump, but his his IQ on the court, and it's like the game just slows down to him. He sees everything. He reminds me of Bird, but a bigger version of him. So uh, that, that's what I wanted to get in on because there's a lot of sinners out there, but I would really like to see how he would do against all them centers that I named. 
Shep, you got anything for that with those other guys that Tony's I, listing? Well, Ewing never won an NBA championship. Now, granted, he didn't have the most help. Uh, Ewing is but, not but in the Shep, same. We ain't talking about championships. No, but, 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 Tony, but Tony, when you, but Tony when you talk about when you, well, if we're talking skill wise, Nikola Jokic is the greatest passing big man in the history of the sport. He is. I, I, he is. I, I never said he wasn't. Okay, okay so, that, so that's saying. a big, that's a big, now, now, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I believe Nikola Jokic this season alone, along with leading the league in triple doubles as a center, is averaging 26, 27 points per game. And the guy shoots about 55 to 60% from the floor every year. And he's a better shooter, Tony, than any of those guys you just mentioned. And by the way, okay. Tim Duncan, I'll give you Tim Duncan. Here's the problem. I'm, I'm you just not, saying, you not know Jeff, this, Tony. Tim Duncan, like to Tim Duncan's not a center. I like to see him go up against those centers. I, I, I get what you said. I'm not doubting none that right. you said about his skill set. Right. I'm not doubting that. Right. But I'm saying I would like to see what he does. And don't forget. The offense runs through him. Of course that it does. That whole offense is based on Jokic. Yes, it if really I had a top is. 10 center in the history of the sport, I'd run my offense through him as well. I would too. I'm not right. saying I would. Right. And, and all those guys you mentioned, <laughs> all those offenses ran through him until they realized that David Robinson was not truly a guy you can win a championship around. You can go far in the playoffs. But when he goes against the Mammoths like Hakeem Olajuwon, he gets torched. He got torched oh, yeah. against Olajuwon. Olajuwon was the chef. Olajuwon was a different animal, I man. agree with There's you. Nobody and that's why I'm him. saying I put Olajuwon so over here. So what are we debating here? Right. All right. Well, I have him as the eighth greatest center of all time. And I'll give you this, Bart. I'll, I'll, I'll admit this freely. Nikola Jokic. Is not Thanks, the same Tony. player, right? Nikola Jokic right. is not the same player that Tim Duncan was. I, I I grant you that, but Tim Duncan is not a center. He's a power forward. Don't you feel at some point? And I know, I know what business I'm in. Sure, but don't you feel at some point there's just too many guys that are good to like rank them? It's like, well, and then we're doing hypotheticals about what David Robinson would do against Joel Embiid. Man, we don't know. Well, uh, they both score 70 points. Like, we know that, right? Although no one really remembers the Admiral's 70 points. The only thing we remember about him is him getting torched by Elijah Warren in the 95 Western Conference Finals when they gave Robinson the MVP. Um, But to me, Bart, it puts it into historical context. Like, for someone who says, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest player of all time. Like, that was, like, um, who made made news on that? I, I, I know we shouldn't even bring up his name. But remember, remember, isn't that uh, was it Skip Bayless who who said Patrick Mahomes is the greatest of all time and it started trending? I don't know. I feel like a lot of people have said that. Okay, well, here's the problem with that. Okay, Tom Brady, at the age of 39 and older, when 99 percent of quarterbacks are retired, won more Super Bowls than Patrick Mahomes has ever won in his career. Tom Brady did that at 39 and older. Then he won a regular season MVP in his 40s. And then at 44, was a runner-up for the MVP. Historical context matters. It matters, Bart. That's why it's important when we say, this guy's great, but let's not anoint him this great because we saw someone greater. That's where it matters. You know, I said this at the time, and uh, I felt stupid saying it because it was so premature. But I think I was right. If Patrick Mahomes keeps winning Super Bowls, and it gets hard to try to figure out, like, who was the better quarterback, him or Brady. We're going to look back to the Super Bowl they played against each other, and Brady won. <laughs> well, that, you know what? But in, in fairness, Brady had the much better defense. 
Todd Bowles. No, I know, I know. Right, but right. Mahomes was hurt and the line was exactly, hurt. Exactly. I mean, I mean, we, we, we understand that. But but he hasn't passed he hasn't passed Johnny Unitas yet. He, he hasn't passed Joe Montana yet. He's got to get past those guys before he gets to the Tom Brady conversation. Like I'm, you know, I'm a big NBA guy, and I and I lo- and I'm, I don't want to make it about this, but I'll just make this point really quickly. Everyone always compares LeBron to Michael, and who's the greatest player of all time. Now, he hasn't passed Kobe yet, in my opinion. He definitely hasn't passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yet. And so when you say who's the greatest of all time, LeBron or Michael, that's when it's important to bring into context in the conversation the truth of the sport, which is there's guys between LeBron and Michael before we even enter into that realm of conversation. All right, that's fair. I don't need to get down in the weeds debating 13 and 14 center. Though, I so. hear you, but Nikola Jokic is moving up, and he's moving up fast part. He is. He is playing very well. Uh, never plays with the second unit, but he's playing very well oh, with the guys. That's supposed he always, to be on the first unit. <laughs> uh, plays with. Never. They never stagger the lineups, but he plays very well with the guys he plays with. Connor's in California. Connor. Hey, Bar. How you doing? Hi, Connor. Um. Anyways, you know what? I might as well talk about some pretty great players, and I gotta, I gotta ask you something. What would you say is the greatest soccer player of all time? Oh, I might have to go Messi now. Oh, no. Oh, geez, you're one of those guys. Well, are we still Pele? Yeah, it's Pele, for sure. Okay, that's fine. I I would say I'm a Lionel Messi fan all the way. I love him. I don't like Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, Messi Messi. over Ronaldo, for sure. Come on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Mm -hmm. Hope everyone heard that and agrees. Anyways, but... (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) anyways but you know about this whole uh prodding at Shep and uh getting them all heated up about uh who's the best uh center of all time I'm uh I would have I would have to say I agree with you I say you can't rank them because there's just so many guys who have just done so much in the league over oh, no i mean you can you can compare and you can yeah. rank and and you can, you can rank you can do all that but if i'm gonna if i if, if i'm gonna say if you're gonna say bart what's your top 10 centers of all time well then i'm gonna maybe have to do some homework on that and yeah. i don't feel like doing that <laughs> so yeah 49ers now that one. oh yeah <laughs> go ahead yeah yeah 49ers now Brock Purdy has, like, I'm not saying he's the best. I'm not one of those fans who's like, oh, he's the, he's the next Tom Brady. No. Uh, no, absolutely not. I think he is a very humble quarterback. He's a very humble guy. And I don't know if you've been here, but a lot of 49ers fans have lost faith in him. And he's just, um, he's not in a good place with a lot of, uh, a lot of our fans, you know what? I'm not hoping anything against them. I still love the guy, and I think he's done so much for his team. And I think well, we don't need to write team. the book on him yet. He he won the game. He played like crap, well, yeah. and he won. Well, yeah. I mean, and without Debo Samuel as well. And yeah, I so guess, if I'm a Brock Purdy fan or a Niners fan, I'm like, I don't care what he looked like. When it was his time to make him play, he didn't chuck a ball across his chest to the other side of the field for an interception. He led a touchdown drive. Yeah, and I guess we just have unreal expectations of these guys. We expect them to be robotic, precise, 
like robotic precision, like 100% all the time, one bad throw and everybody is against you. And I guess that's just unfair. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. I think that, um, and thanks for the call. It's just like a weird, we're just trying to figure out if he's good. And it gets, it gets like a little heated and almost personal and vindictive because the way we talk about Brock might not be the way we talk about someone else, but we're just trying to figure out if he's good. He's got great weapons and he's in a good scheme and maybe other people can step in and do what he does. And maybe other people can't. We just want to know what kind of quarterback Brock Purdy is. And I think we know that about the other quarterbacks or at least most of them, or we have a determination or an opinion, but because Brock's team is so good around him, like somebody's got to get into the ball. I understand that, but I think the, I think it's a fair question. What would Brock Purdy like if he was on the Panthers this year? What about the Lions? What about the Chiefs? What about these other playoff teams? And so all Brock Purdy can do is play for the team that he's playing for, and he's playing for the Niners, and he did not play well uh, the other night, but when they need him to play well, he played exceptionally well, and they won a game. And they're in the NFC Championship with him again. Uh, okay, we got another update on the uh, Doc Rivers watch. This is from Chris Haynes. NBA on TNT. Milwaukee Bucks and Doc Rivers continue to work towards a deal that will make him the franchise next head coach, but there's no agreement in place of now. League sources tell NBA on TNT and Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report earlier in the night tweeted that he was the coach via CNN Sports. The report that was on the NBA and TNT mere moments after Chris Haynes did a report for him. So just a real sloppy night overall. Doc Rivers, it looks like, will be the next head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. But, man, the uh, route to report this is is all over the place and totally uh, unnecessary how we got here. 855-212-4227. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, I am Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227. We'll get to more of you guys here. Coming up as we're talking some football, obviously the games this weekend between the Niners and the Lions and the Ravens and the Chiefs. It is time for the Defensive Player of the Week, and that's brought to you by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Ah, it pains me to do this, but I'll give it to Dre Greenlaw of the San Francisco 49ers. Two interceptions off of Jordan Love, including the game-sealing interception. I still think it was a little uh, shenanigans that it was not raining as hard as it was the whole game until the Packers got the ball back on the final drive. I don't know who's controlling the weather over there in San Francisco, but uh, that may have helped to this. Also, it was a poor decision. But Dre Greenlaw, two picks, and he is our defensive player of the week, thanks to our friends at Navy Federal Credit Union, NavyFederal.org. I did want to touch on uh, quickly this WWE deal, and I think it's important to follow up on this because we've talked about streaming a little bit, and it's been important. There was an NFL playoff game on a streaming service. There was an NFL playoff game on Peacock. And they had a game at the end of the year. And the Thursday night games are streamed too. 
and we've seen ESPN Plus stream games. Remember that one year there was a game on Yahoo Sports, and you just like go to yahoo.com and a game popped up. So there's been games. They tinker around a lot with this in the London games, different time zone anyway, so whatever. But then there was a Saturday night game, and it was Bill's Chargers, and the Bills were good, but the Chargers weren't, so we didn't all flock to that one. Okay, we can miss that one. It's a Saturday night, do something else. But then there was a playoff game, and it was with the Chiefs and the Dolphins. And that was a very important game, and a lot of people wanted to watch it, and a lot of people did. And my whole thing was, because a lot of people were upset, that what was going to happen is we were going to see a lot of us actually pay the money. And then the leagues would see that we are willing to do that. And what we're doing when we paid for the streaming is we're paying more for something that we already were getting for free. So they're saying, hey, you can have this. Now we're going to charge you for it over here. Will you do it or not? Well, 23 million people did. And I still believe in my heart of hearts that the NFL is not going to test us too much on that. I think that at most they make a divisional round game on the streaming service at most, which with the numbers this weekend, I think that's even out of play. I think one of the wild card games or six of them, one of them gets on a streamer. If they bid on that, they haven't finalized that yet. Next year, there will be a regular season game on Peacock. That's like a five-year deal. But in terms of the playoffs, the NFL and Peacock haven't decided on that yet, or Peacock hasn't doubled the bag since it went very well for them, according to their metrics. So we'll see what happens there. However, it may have helped push the WWE over the finish line by giving the rights to Monday Night Raw to Netflix. This is a massive deal that Monday Night Raw is going to go from USA, where it's been on cable for some 31 years. This is the longest-running TV show. Week in, week out, there's always a new episode. And Netflix is going to pay $5 billion over 10 years. There's some outs, there's some ins, there's some uh, ways to you know double down. But the, the report is it's $5 billion over a 10-year period. That's a lot of money. And I think that this is actually going to accelerate the streaming wars and, you know, real things that we're used to watching on normal TV. I think it's going to accelerate it over to streaming. So the football, I still think the football, okay, you're going to get your one game, we'll complain, whatever. This, I think, is a bigger deal. Now, about 2 million people, maybe three each week, watch Monday Night Raw. So the numbers don't compare. But this is live sports, weekly inventory for 52 weeks of the year. And there are people, trust me, there are people, some of you don't understand, you know, wrestling and what it is and why anyone cares about it and mom's basement and boogers and, you know, everything original for the last 30 years. Um, Full disclosure, I am a very big fan and I'm very excited for the Royal Rumble and that Cody CM Punk segment last night was hot. So big fan. I have Netflix, and so I will watch this. But I think that this is something that there's a lot of people that watch WWE right now that don't have Netflix. Or there's a lot of people that don't have, you know, the streaming. WWE is a it's a programming that is, I mean, if you look at the demographics of it, everyone, everyone watches this thing. And that doesn't mean just because you watch it, you watch sports. But I think that this is a big chunk out of cable. This is about this is about the biggest chunk you could take out of cable other than you know some kids shows maybe which are already available 
I mean, my kid watches a bunch of TV. Maybe I'm a bad parent, but he watches it on YouTube. We're watching we're watching it on YouTube or Disney Plus or maybe Netflix. You know, he doesn't do the Saturday morning sit down 830, you know, bullet cereal and watch whatever, you know, DuckTales is on for the day. Now, no kids do. All the Saturday morning stuff now is it's a paid programming or Jack Hanna fighting a zebra or something. It's all over the place. So I think that this is about as big of a chunk out of cable that you could take other than maybe the three main news channels. And then that and and or he is like non sports, so non ESPN, because uh, if ESPN went you know direct to consumer, that'd be a big deal. Because what are you paying for? I have cable, I have cable. What am I paying for? What am I actually watching on cable? I'm watching uh, my local sports teams, which those are slowly going to streaming. I'm watching wrestling, which is going to streaming. Uh, sometimes I will watch, uh, you know, we'll turn on a kids show, but primarily streaming for that. Maybe, uh, you know, you dabble in a little HGTV. That's going, a lot of that's on streaming. So I think this is a big deal. If you're a sports fan, this is what I'm saying. If you're a sports fan and you're worried about, oh, there's a baseball game on Peacock. Oh, there's an NFL playoff game on Peacock. Oh, what's this game? If you're worried about those, I think this needs to be your worry. I think this is a bigger deal than any of that. This is the focus. Because if the WWE is going to do this, and I don't know what it means for their pay-per-views. I don't know what it means for the different nights of the week. They'll still have a SmackDown on USA. They'll still have uh, NXT on the CW. So you can still have cable of broadcast, watch some wrestling. But to take their flagship program and put it on Netflix, and now suddenly, this isn't just WWE leaving, it's Netflix saying, hey, live sports, live programming, we could be a player too. You want to watch some NBA games? Suddenly we're a player. Maybe they get into the NFL. Maybe there's another, you know, streaming game across the season. And I know a lot of people are resistant to it and hesitant to it. And I I mean, I know how to do it. I can do it just fine. But I don't like that. It's a different remote. I don't. I got to get this remote. I got to get this. And now my fire stick died and I can't fix it. And I did the batteries and the, the button thing and I can't fix it. So that's a whole hassle. But this, I think, is a massive deal. I think a lot of people saw this deal today and thought, oh, it's WWE, whatever, I don't watch that anyway. But this means that Netflix is a power player now, and this means that something like this that has got such a devoted week-in and week-out fan base, and there are people that do watch this thing for three hours straight, this is a massive deal, maybe the biggest streaming news yet. 855-212-4227. All the rest of the NFL games on broadcast TV this weekend. We'll get into those coming up CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.